Inside ADHD is ADHD Family's official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. Welcome to Inside ADHD. I'm Krista Forand, a registered psychologist at the CanLearn Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm also a team member of ADHDfamilies.ca. And we're so um, excited to have you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Today's topic, we're talking about time management, which is important for um, children and adults with ADHD. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about will apply to both children and adults. So what do we mean by time management? Basically, time management is one of many executive functions, just like planning, organizing, working memory. It's a skill that we need to use on a daily basis to organize ourselves and achieve our goals. And if you want a little bit more information about what executive functions are, check out uh, one of our previous podcasts about that. It's got some really great information on all the executive functions and it does mention time management. So this is an important skill we need to sort of navigate our day, um, plan out what we're going to do, and ultimately achieve our goals. So why is it so important? Time management is important because our world runs on time. So we have to try to fit certain activities into our day, based on our priorities and goals, be on time for those activities, and finish those activities on time so we can get to the next activity. So time management and the skill of prioritization work together because every day we have to make decisions about what tasks are most important or urgent to do, which is the prioritization piece, how long the task will take, and when we will do them, which is the time management part. So an example might be if I was planning to leave for a three-week vacation within the next week and I needed a refill Uh, for my medication before I leave because I was going to run out. Um, But I also wanted to organize my home office desk before I leave. I'd have to really think about which one of those tasks is a bigger priority at this point. Um, And so for me, the best task would be to schedule the doctor's appointment to get the prescription refill um, because there might be, you know, unpleasant consequences of not having my medication while I'm on vacation. 
And then if there was time left before I left for the vacation, I would also clean up my desk in my office. So that's an example where you can see where not only are we looking at is there time to complete this activity or these activities, which one is most pressing or most important. And time management is important because it helps us to achieve our goals. If we have effective habits for managing our time, then we are more likely to achieve what we set out to achieve, the things we want to achieve, and waste less time on activities that actually take us further away from achieving our goals. So let's talk a little bit about um, how time management and ADHD go together and how many individuals with ADHD have difficulty with time management. So often I hear my clients describe that they aren't very accurate with how time feels to them. It's, it's too abstract, it's not tangible for them. So they have difficulty knowing the difference between, say, what 10 minutes feels like versus what an hour feels like. And you may have met people who are on the other side of this spectrum where they seem to have an amazing internal clock. They always seem to know what time it is and they kind of run their life on a very scheduled, in a very scheduled way. So everyone's sort of different on that spectrum. Uh, most people who have ADHD have a lot of trouble knowing what time feels like, having that sense of time. And this is especially true when individuals with ADHD are engaged in activities that they enjoy. So an hour may feel like 10 minutes when you're playing your favorite video game or reading your favorite book. But 10 minutes may feel like an eternity when, um, you know, a child is trying to do difficult homework or when an adult's trying to finish their taxes or clean their house. So individuals with ADHD have difficulty with time management for many reasons. One is that they have difficulty with what Russell Barkley um, says, seeing the future. So they have goals in mind and they want to achieve things but they may have difficulty seeing each separate step of those goals um, that are required to reach the goal. And they might have trouble with understanding the amount of time that will be required for each step. Uh, so people with ADHD also have difficulty with time management because they can be easily distracted and caught up in activities that may be referred to as time wasters. So some examples of time wasters are surfing the internet or going on social media for hours and hours at a time, watching TV, playing video games. However, time wasters can also occur when um, you or your child are actually engaged in an important task or project. So, for example, you or your child might get caught up in a small detail or a small aspect of a task or project without really realizing or understanding the bigger picture of what's actually required of you in that task. So an example is, for instance, a child may be completing a school project about the life of frogs and they may spend way too much time on the drawings or the artwork piece of the project and not enough time on the actual researching specific information about frogs. And this is how we see students getting into trouble. They may actually spend hours and hours on a project more than their peers or their other classmates 
and still get a lower grade on that project because they focus too much on details that were less important or less relevant to what the overall purpose of that assignment was. And adults can certainly fall into that trap as well with their work. So with this in mind, you can see how time management and self-monitoring strategies really need to work together as partners so that we can not only complete tasks efficiently, the time management part of, of things, but also accurately. So if you want to learn more about self-monitoring, we also have a previous podcast about that, and there's some great strategies there about how you can really ask yourself, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Am I actually understanding the purpose of this assignment, this project, this task? So now that we've sort of talked about uh, why time management can be problematic for those who have ADHD, let's talk about some of the strategies for time management. So because um, people with ADHD often have difficulties with seeing the future, we need to remember to find ways to externalize time. So if you or your child struggle with that sense of time, or what I like to call understanding what time feels like, find ways to bring that outside of your body, outside of your mind. So we externalize time by using visual cues and organization systems that make time more concrete, more hands-on. So calendars are a great example. And they're great because they show us a week or a month at a time, and you can look ahead to see what's coming up. So you may need to remind your child to look at their calendar uh, a couple times per day, and you may need to remind your adolescent to do that as well. Those aren't going to be automatic skills, and parents need to model those skills and remind their children to do those types of things. Adults with ADHD can also set reminders on their phone to regularly look at their calendars. Because the more you look at your calendar, the more you're visually cueing yourself to check in to see what's coming up next. Do I need to make any changes based on things that have sort of popped up in my day? Do I need to remind myself of something to bring to that activity that's required? Those types of things. Timers and clocks are also a great way to externalize time. So especially timers that show the passage of time, whether this is changing in the color of lights, different colors, or seeing the time actually run out like, um, you know, sand in an hourglass, that's kind of the old example. But they all work really well to show uh, the passage of time physically. So the time timer uh, is a great example of this because as the time passes, the red section of the clock gets smaller and smaller. And you can go online and check out time timer. You can get actual clocks and they also have an app now for that so you can use an app. And these tools are really great for teaching children about the passage of time and they're also useful for adults who need those external cues about time. Another great strategy for managing time is to always account for transition time in between your activities. So don't forget about that time because if you don't really account for it, then you will always be running late and feel stressed and rushed. So this may include time needed to clean up the one activity 
and then get supplies out for the next activity. It may include time to actually drive or uh, other, get, other, get other transportation to the next activity. And remember that also includes time to find a parking spot if you are driving. It may also include time to shift your own attention in general from one activity to the next. And many individuals with ADHD have a lot of difficulty transitioning between activities and many will engage in those time wasters during transitions. So some, of, some adults may say they need to just do this one thing and then they will leave for their appointment. But they get into that task and then they get stuck in it and then they end up running late to the appointment. Or a child transitioning from math to language arts may waste time because they have difficulty cleaning up their supplies in an efficient way. So in general, you want to make sure that you give yourself or your child extra time for transitions, but also try strategies that help decrease the amount of wasted time during those transitions, including things like having necessary, um, necessary apply supplies readily available. So have things close by so you can get them quickly. Use self-monitoring cues that help you stay on track. So for example, you could use a visual cue that says, you know, on a post-it or a little postcard, are you on track? That helps you to check in. What am I doing right now? What's my goal right now? This will help decrease the chances that you will just do that one thing before you leave and then end up being late and in a rush. You can always use, also use checklists for each day and don't change your plan unless you ask, absolutely have to you know, based on what comes up during the day. But when you, when you set intentions for what you want to do that day, try to stay focused on those intentions unless emergencies um, come up that you have to sort of change your plan for. Some other things to consider when you or your child have larger projects to complete, try to break it down into smaller steps and then schedule each step in your calendar backwards from the deadline. This helps breaking it down so you're not doing things last minute. It helps with organizing what you're going to do and so you can be more thoughtful about the project rather than completing it all the night before. The most, uh, the most important first step you can take to getting things done is putting it in your calendar. Because if it's not scheduled, it will be that much harder for you to make time for that task. Uh, and if it's hard to get started on that first step of that large project, ask yourself or have your child ask themselves, do we need to break this down even further until that first step makes sense and it's manageable to do? So for example, if a student was doing a science fair project on photosynthesis, they might first decide what components of the project are required. So perhaps they might say, okay, one part is going to be researching the uh, photosynthesis, so I understand it, and then another component might be creating the visual display for the fair. However, within those components uh, of researching photosynthesis, it may need to be broken down into smaller steps, so for example, different subtopics within the topic of photosynthesis. And the visual display part may need to be broken down into different parts, say for example, different diagrams that demonstrate how photosynthesis actually works. So the, the student may use things like videos, diagrams, having plants there, or other kind of visuals. 
The other thing you want to keep in mind when you're trying to get better at time management is to avoid time pressures and over scheduling yourself or your child. Many of the adult clients I work with who have ADHD say that they purposely overbook themselves because then they won't have any time to waste. Because if they had a bunch of free time, then they would just uh, waste that time anyways. So they end up just going from one thing to the next, right? Um, a big reason why adults with ADHD get into this habit is because doing things last minute or with no margin for error creates that adrenaline that's needed to keep them focused and engaged in the activity. However, the downside to living like this is that it it's, can be very ex exhausting and it's not sustainable in the long term. So if you're an adult with ADHD, try not to overbook yourself and instead schedule what you'll actually do in your downtime. Scheduling what you do in your free time is just as important as scheduling your, your tasks and your work activities, your obligations. Setting the intention to give your body rest is just as important as setting the intention to work hard and get things done. And this is also a good habit to model to children who have ADHD. Uh, one last strategy for managing time, particularly when you're working on challenging or less interesting tasks, is using what is called the Pomodoro Technique. That's P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O technique. This is a technique where you work for a short period of time, say 20 minutes, and then you take a very short break, 5 minutes. And you alternate between work periods and break periods that are they're all timed, 25, 25, like that. There are several apps that allow you to set up a, set this up in timed intervals that would work for you. And using this technique can be helpful because it's somewhat similar to breaking the actual task down into chunks, except we're actually talking about breaking the time down into chunks. So children and adults can remind themselves that they simply need to stay focused for 20 minutes and then they will have a break. It's very important that the five minute break be timed and that the person only engage in activities that allow them to get back to work immediately when the break is over. We don't want these breaks to be extended and, and lasting longer and longer and longer. So the breaks, during the breaks, this could involve using the washroom, grabbing a glass of water, doing some stretches, or a very, very brief task, such as walking out and getting the mail. So be careful not to do anything that will get you off track during those break times. So I uh, hope those strategies for time management were helpful for you. Um, if you want some more resources and information, check out the technology tab on the ADHDfamilies.ca website for apps that will help with time management. Some of them are timers, some are timers that actually provide warnings, which is a really great strategy as well, especially for children. Others are calendars and planners, and they help manage task lists as well. Remember to start small and specific. Choose one or two areas um, in, you, in your, your, your child's life where you could start using specific time management strategies. So for example, if you don't have a family calendar, start using one, put one up on your fridge. Or if you don't use your phone for reminders and alerts, start experimenting with those and see how they work for you. 
And if you're having difficulty implementing these strategies for yourself or with your child, consider working with a professional in your area to help you get started and troubleshoot some of the areas that might not be working for you. And if you live in the Calgary area, CanLearn Society offers ADHD coaching for parents and children, which can be very helpful in developing and using these time management strategies. So for more information on coaching, you can visit www.canlearnsociety.ca for more details. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHD families at canlearnsociety.ca.